Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 32nd episode. This month, we again have Ian from GPS Training. Welcome, Ian. Hello, John. Good and, to talk to you again. Yeah, good. And myself, John. And again, I'm from GPS Training. Many thanks, firstly, for all your feedback of the last episode, which is number 31. In that episode, we had Paul Freeman, who we did an interview with, who had just completed the Spine Challenger event. Um, I know I had a, a many emails from uh, a lot of listeners and also some great feedback on some of our courses about that interview. It was originally going to be split into two, but it was so good I put it into one. I know it was a long episode, but it's really nice when we get good feedback. So if you've not listened to last month's uh, GPS training podcast just uh, dial it in and you're looking for episode number 31 and that's our interview with Paul Freeman have you been up, up to much Ian over the last month uh, courses John courses very busy yes I think we have been very busy but it's good it's been good um, really enjoyable actually even managed I think to have uh, some days without rain that has almost been uh, pretty good for me it's been a bit of a role reversal this year hasn't it Ian oh uh, yeah yeah you, you yeah. Have got away with it. You you missed yeah. out. Was it I missed on the big storms. Didn't storm I? Dennis and Storm yeah. Syria was it? I can't remember. Kira, so Kira, and yeah, um, yeah I, had a, I had a course in, in Peebles for Storm Kira, and then I had a, 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 a course in the Peak District for Storm Dennis. <laughs> 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 and then last week when you had a course, um, it was still yeah. miserable weather anyway, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was all right actually. Actually, on the yeah, both days actually were okay. Right. They, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, yeah, we saw flooding yeah. of the Tweed in Peebles. That kind of put a bit of a downer on the uh, on the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we battled through. We evolved Indeed. and changed and did it. So after yes. Ian's the last year has been quite uh, down about the weather, he's passed it on to me for 2020. <laughs> so thank you very much, Ian. Correct. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Not a problem, John. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Always welcome. That's good. So without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. In this month's podcast, we're going to look at three things. We're going to look at Garmin InReach technology what is in-reach technology and what GPS units do we find it on. We're then secondly going to look at different mapping options on both the Garmin and SatMap GPS, uh, GPS units. Then we have Ian's FAQs. FAQs are frequently asked questions. Ian gets asked why supporting our customers or on some of our GPS course, training courses around the company. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a bit of a chat about the in-reach technology that Garmin uh, utilises on some of its GPS units. In-reach technology is two-way satellite communication. It uses what we call the Iridium satellites, the same as what a sat phone does to send two-way communication. This came about by Garmin buying a business called DeLorme back in 2016. And with this built into a handheld GPS unit or a standalone GPS unit, we can sell both preset and text messages. Presets are ones that we set up online beforehand, and we can quickly just send those by pressing a button. And a text message, it's like a traditional text message, where we can manually import these things. Initially, when Garmin bought DeLorme, we saw that they just rebranded some of their products. But then over recent years, we've now got the InReach Mini, which is a standalone two-way satellite communicator, and also the GPS Map 66i, which I personally have been using an awful lot over the last few months, and I really like it as a GPS unit. 
Key thing, Ian, as well, as well as sending messages, we have this SOS button, don't we, built into this. So, again, when we press the SOS button, it does exactly as it says on the tin, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes. So, and I think people, you know, certainly on courses that I've been running, uh, who, with quite, actually quite a lot of people coming with the 66i, they like this sort of like it, this fallback yeah. mechanism, that system that they've got when they're out walking. And especially if you're a solo walker, aren't you? So if you're a yeah. solo walker, um, A, more than likely we won't have mobile phones. See, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But actually, if you do get into problems, something happens, we can physically just press a button. And Houston, Texas, is it, Ian? Isn't that managed? Yeah, that, that's uh, say, that's, that's where the company's based. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, will, they will dispatch whatever is necessary wherever the person is in the world and it and it is a you know it's a worldwide system mm -hmm. and um yeah it as you say it does what it says on the tin in this country they would just if you were out in the countryside it'd be the mountain rescue the mountain rescue would yeah. be notified and again when you look at some of these reports actually the nice thing about the the garmin technology we'll talk about uh, other people's technology around is this two-way satellite communication if you press the sos button they do message you back and find out mm. what's going on now if you don't respond they'll come rescue but actually if you kind of say well actually i broke my leg and it's a lovely warm day and i'm happy to lie here <laughs> until help comes that's not a problem mountain rescue will come but actually if, it, if it's like minus five degrees and i'm in the snow and this is happening i'm getting hypothermia yeah they will dispatch the helicopter uh, to yes. come rescue they will do that yeah. Yeah. also when we set this up online ian um if you're going overseas you can put your insurance because it is a worldwide coverage isn't it absolutely yes yes say so it, it it is, I think it just sort of say we just enables people, no matter where they are walking in the world, to, to know that um, you know they've they've got this system, uh, and as you say, with their insurance company, uh, again, full full coverage, mm -hmm. which is really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We need a contract on it, so we do need a, a contract to for this thing to work, just like a mobile phone contract. They start from twelve pound ninety nine a month. Um, again, that's what's called the safety plan, which means that you can send preset messages. You have limited amounts of text messages, but for around £25 a month, you can do a lot of live tracking and, and this kind of thing. So the nice thing about the Garmin package, you can drop in and out of package. You can go up and down within yeah. that yeah. package as we can. Again, I don't personally use the um, the live tracking because I kind of just will send a preset, which is included in whatever bundle, wherever you are. So I just send a preset, say I'm leaving my track now or whatever. And, and I can, you can send a preset every 10 minutes, which is the same as your live tracking, and yeah, get around yeah, having to pay that yeah, more expensive yeah. one. And I think the other good thing about it, John, is is that you know you can either have a slight, it's a slightly more expensive package, but only, only activate it as and when you want to. Yeah, yeah. Or you can, if you're out there all the time, uh, every month you can have a yearly package so it is a very flexible sort of like subscription package at the end of the day isn't it it is for, it is because uh, some people may have it sitting in their gp you know their gps at home over a few months not need it but then they can reactivate it at any time and that's mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. that's that's a good thing about it the key thing is 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 this messaging off grid I, I, I don't know everybody else experience i know i've been doing quite a bit of walking this year and going off grid i've got no mobile phone signal we've had some i've been doing a lot of walking in january february um and it's i'm amazing how my mobile phone is not enjoying not having a mobile phone signal and secondly the cold temperatures it's it's been really quite 
astounding to be honest yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was just up I was just up on the TV just being Christmas and New Year actually it's the highest point in Northumberland people don't know and I actually got to the summit um, it'd be about hot past it was freezing cold so I a shelter behind the trick points and my mobile phone was down to 6% battery life it was yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it I plugged it into my battery booster and boosted it back up but I had this I had this experience which um, I'll tell you all about it's something I've taught a lot about About I was behind the trick points on the top of the Cheviot I charged my mobile phone. It was quite funny. It was between Christmas and New Year. So before I left, I made myself some fantastic sandwiches with all the cheese that was left in the fridge, all the nice cheese left from Christmas. <laughs> from Christmas. <laughs> from Christmas. And I actually was up at the top, and I was sheltering from the wind, on, behind the wind, and um, and these two ladies came come running towards me. And um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not very social when I walk. I don't want to talk to anybody, especially at over 2,000 feet where it was cold. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to pack my bags, just get on my way. So I kind of packed all my bags, put my put my mobile phone back in my rucksack with my battery pack in there and just literally started. And as I was just leaving, I said, oh, is there any chance you can take a picture of us on the summit? I said, yeah, no problem. So I stood back and, and they, went, they climbed on the, on, on, on the uh, trick point, which is fair enough. And they gave me their iPhone. And even the, I would say the minute, a minute and a half, I was out of the shelter, I really got cold. I really felt my body temperature just mm. drop. So they gave me their iPhone and they were clamoring on to get the image they wanted to. Two um, girls, they would be in their late 20s, maybe early 30s. And I looked at their smartphone. It had 23% battery life on, on their mm. smartphone. Mm. So I took a few pictures of them and, and this kind of thing. So I said to them, I said, where have you come from? And they said, oh, well, we've come from the shield. I said, well, no, that's a mountain. Where have I said, well, we don't really know where we've come from. I said, well, you got a map then, have you? Oh, no, it's on our phone. And I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's freezing temperatures. We're over 2,000 feet above sea level. You've got your map on your phone. I've just seen that you've got the phone is at 23% battery yeah. life. Yeah. I looked on the phone and they had open source mapping on there. They didn't even have an ordnance survey mapping on there. Mm-hmm. Now this real complex, I actually went, what, am I, what do I do? What do I do? Do yeah. I try and help these people? Do I give them my, do I, do I give them my map? Because actually, it really frightened me to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. They seemed fairly confident, knew where they were going, they'd get back before daylight, and daylight was going to go down at four o'clock. So I let them go on the way with their iPhone 11, with a 23% battery life. And I really thought to myself, and I thought, oh, how much is this going on in the countryside? Well, I think there was this case not so long ago, wasn't there, where uh, these four walkers went up Ben Nevis uh, that had to be rescued, yeah. and they'd gone up with mobile phones mm-hmm. and nothing else. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it is just, you know, that they are the classic times, I think, when people should be charged yeah so actually because, you know, and, and I, think the, I think probably one of the refreshing things, John, is, is that, a few years on a course, I had someone comparing an iPhone to an Oregon 700 yeah. for a whole screen day. quality. For the screen quality, and despite the fact the amount of times I said to this person, you know, your battery life is rubbish, it's not waterproof, it's not robust, uh, you're having to use your roaming, you know, your internet allowance mm-hmm. every month to get a decent uh, signal, if you can get one, mm-hmm. to give you a decent position. And this person just would not mm-hmm. have it. Mm-hmm. And you just, but I think the refreshing thing is that since that day, um, if there's any discussion about it, people have now seen. I think mm-hmm. smartphones are just not mm-hmm. fit for purpose. 
they're, they're purposes for making calls and that's exactly it right. you're setting a nicely heated house making calls on it with it with it they're, they're perfect but actually going out in the countryside you want to send messages especially in an emergency situation yeah. more than likely on my mobile phone network yeah. and and maybe you do if you are in winter you're going to struggle with battery life and if you've got a screen on all the time with a map on there the battery life's awful. Now I know we can plug it into battery pack, and I take a battery pack with me, and I take my solar panels with me, and I'm totally overgenned on it. But actually, it still worries me that actually, unless you're charging it, and then you've got this, it's 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 this key thing. If you don't get a mobile phone yeah. signal, your battery just flips. Oh, now, right. yeah, we can put a so you can put it on on a mode where where it doesn't search for it, and people are going to say that. But actually, well, what's the point in having it then, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've looked at. The, the benefits of, of that 66i then there's other products in the marketplace there's what's called the spot so a spot is considerably cheaper there's a spot gen 3 which is 119.99 um we use it in our walking holiday business um for lone walkers key thing with the spot is just one-way satellite communication so people can see where you are you've still got your sos button you've still got preset messages um and it's 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 fantastic battery life on it mm-hmm. um but it's it's um yeah, it's just this, if you send a message, nobody can message you back, so you've got to have faith in the thing. Yes, that it's arrived. Uh, they brought out Spot X last year, which is 309.99, which gets two-way satellite communication. But see, compared to the Garmin, this it uses a lower-orbit satellite, so it's not 100% worldwide coverage. Contract's a little bit cheaper. Um, but again, if I'm paying 309.99, to be honest, I'd far rather have an in-reach mini yeah, something yeah, like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So going back to the Garmin, we've now got the InReach Mini and the 66i. We've also got the 86i, which we've discussed recently. So InReach Mini, um, exactly as it says on the tin, isn't it? Very, very small. Um, yeah. Phenomenal battery life on that. And it tethers with um, other... It tethers, A, with your mobile phone. So if you want to use your mobile phone just as a keypad, you can to input the data. Also, it tethers with Phoenix five six watches i think it's just five yeah. plus six watches yeah, yeah 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 so, so it's the more so recent ones isn't it yeah and then so. you get that message so as you're walking along if somebody sends you a message it appears on your garmin watch gps watch and you can um then respond to it if you want to again you can send your presets from your watch or alternative you actually get hold of the in reach mini um really smart we sell loads to mountain bikers to fell runners just for the sheer size yeah. of those things yeah. I think unless you send the presets, it's quite hard to input that information because it's quite a small screen and you've got yes. to toddle around it. So it's quite a, yeah. a small yeah. option there. Oh. We were over the moon with the 66i when Garmin brought this out, which is really just a, a 66 ST with this in-reach technology built in. Um, we interviewed Andy back in an earlier episode, Andy from Garmin, A-N-D-I, we always say, um, rather than Andy, who's the other Andy. Um, we did that um an interview with him when that was uh, launched. Again, it's it's just a 66 ST with that technology. So you've just got all the same interface, which mm. Ian, you're a 66 S user anyway, aren't you? So yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what what's what's interesting. There was a, a query not so long ago that, and it took me a, <laughs> it took me on um, a few weeks to suddenly cotton on that on the 66 side you can't get the GLONASS. You don't get the GLONASS satellite system, do you? It's no. just the, it's just the, the I say just, but it's Galileo, isn't yeah. it? The, 
I questioned yeah. Garmin about that, and they said to put mm-hmm. in the satellite command, the Iridium, they had to take one of the satellite types out. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I think it was a, a, a space of space in that aerial at the top yeah. that it was only able to put three satellite yeah, types right. in. Okay. Because I did have a customer question why this was. Uh, you may be seeing the same inquiry I did. Um, and when I went to Garmin and asked that question, they because I said, why has this been lost in the latest updates? And they said, it's, it's, it's never been there. And we had to yeah. take one of the types out to, uh, to, yeah. to get the Iridium in there. Yeah, I think I was. it was on one of my courses earlier this year. I mean, I've had lots of C6Is come through over the last few months on courses. And I just suddenly twigged when we were going through the setup and I was explaining the, the, the satellite systems uh, to, to the group who were with me for the weekend. And they're going... What's the GLONASS system? I haven't got it on my C6i. <laughs> I looked at it, I thought, oh no. It's a, Galilei, it's a Galileo you lose. Is, is it? Oh, it's a, no, it's, it's GLONASS. GLONASS is it? it's the yeah, GLONASS so you've got Galileo, but yeah. you don't have GLONASS. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you sell the joys of all three satellite systems, then you realise they've only got two, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the 66i has this built into it, has a built in battery as well. And then earlier on, well, late last year, they brought the 86i out as well, which is meant more for, it's just a, a, a 66i, but has the, uh, the the float, well, has a buoyancy built into it, mm. uh, yeah. doesn't mm. it, in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you go out walking much with the 66i in or not, or were you just mainly just setting it up and getting it going? No, I mean, to be honest with you, John, when I, when I uh, did it, it really was just um, setting it up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was a bit of a, which was a bit of a shame, really, because it was. But yeah, yeah, I, I think well, I, I took it out walking because it was at the time. Well, I did take it out walking. It was only because I think at the time there was a problem with uh, their trip computer that Garmin then, yeah. and we were getting a few queries about it. So that's as far as I actually took took it out walking just to see what it was doing. But mm-hmm. nothing, nothing in anger. I personally, I say, I've, I've, the big thing I found is because it's got this built-in battery, I, it's it's unbelievable the battery life. And I, I've said this on past podcasts. You know, I'm I'm kind of walking out, you know, eight hours, and it's using like fifty percent of battery life, and it's yeah, been phenomenal. Good, that, I'm yeah. using the inReach a lot. I'm using to navigate. I'm not just looking at the map. I'm navigating a route. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm recording everything behind me, and I'm using the inReach. The way I've been using it is I've been leaving my route at home. If I leave that route, I've been leaving like send, sending messages, saying that I'm doing a diversion. I'm going to now be half an hour later back. So I've been using it an awful lot. I was yeah, actually just yeah. out with the group yesterday using it, and uh, it's, it's it's a cracking piece of kit. I'm really, yeah, really yeah. pleased with it. And so. Yeah, I'm saying it, it, I think it's very popular with people with, um, sort of like, just for quite um, lower land kind of walkers who've got medical conditions yeah. mm-hmm. as well. I've had one or two people come through where, you know, they're not, you know, into long expeditions or big mountains, but for medical conditions, that it means they know that they can be out walking, yeah. uh, and and they've still everyone's still got an emergency kind of facility mm-hmm. should the need arise, and mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. so. It's just as applicable, I think, for lowland walking as anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. If, you know, say I'm amazed how many we're selling, and actually how many mm-hmm. we're seeing on courses. I had one on the course the weekend. There's quite yeah. a lot of them around, yeah. aren't there? So yeah. I think people have seen it. It's, it's an extra. I can't remember sixty hundred pounds or something. People go, well, actually, why not? Uh, even though I don't use yeah. it now, I well, may in the future go off overseas or go off yeah. off grid as such and utilize yeah. it. So yeah, no, that's, that's good. Brilliant. So 
so we've got the um, inReach Mini, 66i and the 86i. There's still some inReach SE and inReach Explorer still around, um, which is that, let's say, when, when, De when Garmin first took over Delorme, they kind of just rebranded some existing products. But in, in those earlier ones, those inReach SE and the inReach Explorer, I, I always said that I don't think they ever felt they replaced a navigator. I always felt they were they were a two-way communicator, mm. and then we had our 66S next to it or, or whatever. But I think with the 66i and the 86i, we've actually combined those two products into one. We've actually had a lot of people know trading in an Enrich Mini and a 66S and upgrading to a, a 66i mm. can see that mm. benefit of one product, um, yes. which is considerably yeah. cheaper, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. quite funny. I'm going to tell you a story here. I think it was last Sunday. You know, it's that typical customer. Typical customer. That sounds terrible, isn't it? What's the best price you can do me for an InReach Mini and a 66S? That, that aggressive email on a Sunday night. Kind of best price. So I said, if you want, I can sell you a device that's both and then that saves you £150 straight away. Anyway, I didn't know there was such a thing. I, went, yeah. <laughs> I should have just sold them both individually and uh, post yeah. out one product sometimes. I said, hey, look what I've done. I've merged them into one product for yeah. you. And you yeah. ended up buying. So uh, I did chuckle when he's like, what's the best price you can do me if I do these two things together? So uh, yeah. actually... Yeah. And it's one it's one less thing to carry as well, really, isn't it? it That's is. the other thing that um I think a lot of people well, anyone who goes walking seriously, they're always trying you know, we're always trying to find ways to to skimp and scrimp and save on yeah. what we carry. So, exactly right. Yeah, Weight's a big thing now, isn't it? Yeah, Weight is yeah, becoming a big yeah, thing. Yeah. So that's a really bit of a summary about the InReach. If you want to find out more about the Gilman InReach products, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on GPS Store on the top menu bar on the left-hand side. You see Garmin InReach Satellite Communication. I said on on the left-hand side. The next, thing, the next thing on this month's podcast is a look at the different mapping options available for Garmin and SatMap GPS units. Ian, <laughs> mapping. <laughs> it's we some, laugh. We laugh, we you laugh. know. So Ian was saying just before we came on air, I was going to have our pre-air conversations that even when you're delivering a course, we're still delivering ma mapping options on the Sunday at, at 3.30, just before we're going to go home, aren't we? Yeah, so. and I think, I think in some ways, John, I mean, I know you're going to go through all the products and what they're all called, but I think in some ways, it's, it's, what, it's what these companies, you know, what Garmin call them, yes. map products. Yeah. It's just so confusing. Yeah. It really is. You know, that, it's as if no one's given any thought as to, as to help the customer around something that's so simple and to defend garmin as well SatMap have a real anomaly with one of their map types which we'll come on to and the number of people around said i bought this and it's got this map and i'm going that's not what you think it is i said well that's what it's described i'm going that's not what it is and yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, yeah I d yeah i think because the worldwide businesses they they don't really understand our traditional british ways of ordnance surveying well no <laughs> So then, let's start off with Garmin and the different mapping options available. Topo Light. So, it's a bit of a blast from the past, the Topo Light, isn't it? But we're yeah, still yeah. seeing it on six Montana 680Ts and the GPS Map 64S. Um, yeah. It's open street mapping, really, isn't it? I think that's where but, it originates from. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it is, um, it, it is exactly that. But then, on the other hand, compared to what we used to have, in days gone by, John, it's actually still still better than nothing. Um, but yeah, it is it is 
old technology really isn't it in, it is in many ways. topo light again just uk and ireland um, and it's just open street mapping which is open source mapping yeah. and people don't know wikipedia are mapping the world for free so a lot of people are now utilizing this here Negative thing about open stroke mapping, which I suppose moving top activity, it just shows things as paths, doesn't it? Show doesn't show as footpaths or bridleways. So, no. not too bad in Scotland, but in England we have trespass law now. So, <laughs> so yes. Topo yes. Light is the base there. Sixty four Garmin GPS map sixty four has it in, and also the Montana six eighty T. Topo active, Topo active. It's a it's a a big old map set on on many GPS units. Forty seven yeah. European countries, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, and it is. I mean, I, I I've it, it it's weird because I find that it is um, almost better in Europe than it is back in here in the UK. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I when we used to run courses down in the Cotswolds, there was like. All the footpaths we walked along just yeah. were not on it. Mm -hmm. I've, I think I've, I've told this story a number of times before. When when the Touch 25 first came out, because it couldn't get with Ordnance Survey mapping, I took it home one Christmas quite enthused, because we can do turn-by-turn routing with topoactive mapping, which is like yeah. a sat-nav experience but off-road. So I took this home and thought, this is going to be brilliant. And I took it home for my two weeks Christmas break. I was sick to death by the end of it. I was. I was fed up of walking halfway through a field and a path stopping. And yeah. my, I knew I had my own and survey mapping. I knew I could carry on. I would have the confidence to walk on, yeah. and I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found it exactly. Now I know there's been updates since then. Um, yeah. yeah. But it is, um, yeah, it's interesting. We'll find it on the uh, Phoenix Five Plus Phoenix Six watches. Um, we'll find it preloaded on handheld units 22x, 32x, touch 25, touch 35, Oregon 750T, GPS map 66ST and GPS map 66i. I'm not going to go through all the countries because there's 47 European countries and you don't want to listen to me reel off that. Um, but as Ian says, it's it's kind of, um, it's it's better in Europe than what. <laughs> How I've been using Ian, I don't know if, if I, and I've started to show this a little bit of my courses, because it comes from satellite imagery, it is actually very accurate of where paths are on the ground, <laughs> yes. if, if the path yeah. is there on the ground. So one of the things yeah. I've been doing, because I've been using the 66 eyes, we've just said, I've been planning a lot of routes on my 125,000 mapping, and then in Garmin Basecamp, I then just revert to the um, topoactive mapping, and I see my route now overlaid on my topoactive mapping, and then I've yeah. actually been editing that route um, in line with the topoactive mapping, easy where the paths are on the ground rather than yeah, where the ordinary yeah. survey maps are. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been an interesting exercise to see the inaccuracies of where people walk compared to the ordinary survey mapping. Well, I, and I think it's quite interesting because, I don't know if you recall, last year we I was I was on the situation on the downs with a couple of guys. One had a 66S, one had a 66ST. And when they did a, because we're in National Park, they could use you know, the turn-by-turn -turn navigation, and when they used the um, just a, did a simple go to from where they were back to where we do the course, mm -hmm. the two models took them in two totally different directions. Right. Because of because it's like as if the so the one with the ST um, totally ignored the the ordnance survey map mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and the so the sort of like the the base leg that get dictates is the um, uh, the the topoactive yes. mapping yeah, yeah. and it was just really you know i'm thinking 
why is that? But the moment we deactivated the topoactive mapping on the ST, mm -hmm. then the ordnance survey mapping took over. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I, this has really got me scratching my head a bit, you know, as to what was going on. You know, it's just... Yeah, I suppose that's kind of a bit like when we were on the sat map, that's what the sat map is doing. The, the open source mapping underneath is using it for the routable data. So actually yeah, it's... Yeah. So in that experience, or that, that example there, Ian, which one was routing the better the OS or the topoactive mapping? Actually, <laughs> the topo active right. took, took them on a lot no took them actually on a longer, a longer route right okay. yeah it's so, so rather than straight down the south downs uh the side of the downs back to the footpath we walked up the other ones sort of like took you sort of like round uh around the houses a bit which mm -hmm. is quite interesting mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. know it's just the 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 standing but side by side yeah and seeing what was going on so that's the, that's very yeah, interesting. So that's a topo active mapping. So I'm just going to say, I know we're kind of a little bit into the conversation. Topo is just Garmin uses a word for map. So we'll take topo out of the equation. So top, we have topo light. We'll just talk about topo active. And then the next thing is 150,000 top of Great Britain topo pro, which is the um, the 150,000 ordnance survey map um, from, well, it's ordnance survey mapping, isn't it, Ian? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, this is. Uh, it, it has turn-by-turn turn routing within national parks, and that's the key thing, really, with that, isn't it? So once 50,000 yep. still shows... People say, oh, it doesn't show footpaths. It still show, doesn't show bridleways. Yes, it does still show footpaths. Yes, it still shows bridleways. Mm. It still shows long-distance trails. It still shows the majority of the things we'll find on the 125,000 mapping. Um, but it's... it's um, Well, it's, it's 1 to 50,000. And the, the top of Great Britain Pro means it has routable data within National Park, which is what Ian was just talking about before, which means that if you click ahead of yourself, it will actually route you via the footpaths to get there, won't it? Yeah. And then, one twenty-five thousand Topo Great Britain Pro, accurate. The key thing with it's most accurate, it's going to show open access areas in England, Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern, no, not, not England and Wales. Um, open access is where we have the right to roam. It also shows permissive paths, um, which um, are the orange dotted line on the 125,000 um, mapping. Also, Ian, it's more accurate, isn't it? And, and I, I find this really hard to get my head around that actually the paths are where they are on the ground compared to one. And I don't understand why that is. I don't know if yeah. there's an explanation yeah. for that. But but then, as I show, um, I show my course over the weekends that, uh, about a year or so ago, my wife, uh, we were walking in the New Forest and we walked across a very obvious footpath, uh, which wasn't even shown on the uh, 1 to 25,000 Garmin map. Right. So <laughs> it's sort of like, and yet on our Phoenix watches, showed the showed the path. Right, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I think the thing is, though, as we've talked about before in the past with, um, with with mapping, at the end of the day, it's not the it's not the be all and end all to a walking kind of experience, is it? It's it's it it gives you more than a good enough idea of mm -hmm. what is out there. Yeah. Um, but you walk where you can walk at the end of the day, and you but, walk safely where you can walk. But I don't know if you found this when I, on courses, you no know, people get a bit obsessed with it. If we get the beepers, we hit the waypoints. If you plan it on one to fifty thousand mapping, usually you find your waypoint is five or six meters away. If you then mm. overlay that on one twenty five thousand, put your waypoints on where the footpath is at one twenty five thousand, 
you do get the audible beep. Yeah, and actually, yeah, you do. it is yeah. just that. Fa- and I don't understand how that could be just five yards out. Now, again, if I'm out on my own on a big walk, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm being really particularly here, but actually. I don't understand how one's fifty thousand map can be like five yards out according to a GPS compared to one twenty five thousand yeah. mapping. Because yeah. um, again, it took me a few years to work out that delivering course. You might be going, oh, it doesn't. Why doesn't mine beep? And, and but if you do it on the one twenty five thousand, they'll get the audible beep as it hit the waypoint. So uh, yeah. So I guess I suppose it's just it's going to be the map scale, size of the line, of the footpath. Yeah. Yeah. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, isn't it? That's going to be much more in proportion with a one to twenty five than a one to fifty thousand map. Yeah. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure, John. Somewhere, someone in the UK has an answer. I hope so. <laughs> so those in the Garmin, those are your four mapping options. We've got the Topo Light, which we'll just find on the 680 Montana 680 T and the GPS Map 64. We have the Topo Active, which is 47 European countries. I say come from open source mapping, but it doesn't show us rights away. It shows us just as paths and tracks. It does. We then have the 150,000 Great Britain Topo Great Britain Pro, which is equivalent to the Land Ranger Map 150,000 Map. And then we have the 125,000 Great Britain, so which is the same as an Explorer map, um, which is the um, the the orange map, uh, which used to be the old outdoor ledger, which is one to twenty-five thousand mapping. If you want to see examples of all these map options, I would have I've just done a video uh, in the past week um, showcasing each of these. So if you want to look what each of them look like on the screen, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on reviews on the top menu bar and you'll see the top story currently now if you're listening to this podcast in a few months time it will no longer be the top story there's one called Garmin mapping options so go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on reviews and you'll see a story called Garmin mapping options satmap ian satmap have this ability have you done much of this with this turn by turn routing so they have an ability to do turn by turn routing if we've got wi-fi because as we just said for the garmin it uses the open source mapping that sits underneath it yeah but it needs to be yeah. online for this to work doesn't it yeah i mean i do show people on the sat map courses the uh snapped track right. uh, option but again it then throws lots of little anomalies it you know you're doing very well showing them how to, you know where you would go and then it's like where you would want to go it takes you a, a totally different way around mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. it's not it's not quite there john i don't think right okay and we do need that wi-fi because it kind of logs onto their server doesn't it to get yeah, its data absolutely it, yeah. It, really? yeah 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 so snap to it so I know you say you're on the courses so the majority of the time you'll still use direct routing I, you, I used it because you're guaranteed then not to waste a lot of time trying to trying to get a route that makes where you know you yeah you just don't you just save time basically right. okay yeah and then they have three mapping options on the sat map i'm going to start the other way around we start with the platinum editions the platinum edition is one to ten thousand one to twenty five thousand and one to fifty thousand all on one map card and to be honest, that's, that's what we can sell the majority of the time. Um, a, because it's a great price. Are you seeing that on the courses as well? Yeah, the and the, and the Platinum Edition, John, it's just the clarity of the mapping is just phenomenal, isn't it? Is. It? Uh, it's it is. Very, it's very, very good. Very good. And I suppose yeah, in yeah. the countryside, the 1 to fairly useless, isn't it, really? Yes. I think. It, yeah. But if you're in an urban environment, yeah. you can yeah. essentially use it. Uh, we'll more than likely use the 125,000. Well, I would use the 125,000 yeah, all the time. Absolutely, yeah. So, yes, then we have the GB edition. 
um, which is one to 50,000. Um, again, because there's such a little price in the, in the satmap world, there's such a little price uh, increase between 150 and 125K, most people tend to go for the ones, well, the platinum version, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. the clarity, as you say, is just second to none, really. Yep. And then they have this adventure mapping. Now, this is the one I was just talking about when we were talking about the Garmin. I've had so many people have been caught. I don't know if you, have you ever been on courses with the adventure mapping, in or not? No, I haven't. You know? No, I haven't. It's actually open source. Uh, it's just the yeah. same as open source mapping. It says well, that. It's open it is, source it? mapping. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But... On their website, it says they say it's one equivalent to one to twenty five thousand mapping, um, and when people see that, people rightly well, people assume it's ordnance survey mapping. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I've had a couple of people who bought those units. Um, I may add not for ourselves, and then being disappointed with that mapping and, and wanting oh, you to know what. Yeah, and I think you you had one that I think the gentleman then bought a platinum card off us, um, and that kind of yeah. instance happened there because. Yeah. They get it home and go, this is not on and survey mapping. It does sometimes take them a little while to work out what they've bought. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. kind of one of the reasons I thought I'd flag that up uh, yeah. with this. Yeah. So. And I think, and I think, John, the other thing with uh, SatMap, which uh, I show people on the course, is that their, their sh the sheer choice of their mapping is just unbelievable. You know, I mean, a lot of it is still the open street mapping. So if you're going to, you know, some of the countries, but I think that they supply more of the actual country. Well, they do supply more of the country, uh, the sort of like original country mapping yeah. for where you are. They are very good for producing custom mapping mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you're going to a place. So they're very good on that. And also for this country, you can buy maps for counties yeah. uh at once five thousand mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know that and i think that's a, that is and they're about i think 30 40 pounds yeah. uh, they, mm -hmm. so if you're you know if that's what you do walk just in the county that you live in mm -hmm. uh, what a great way to have a have one twenty five thousand mapping and even overseas they'll actually do trails so actually if you're doing a long distance trail they'll actually give you the mapping for that trail so you yeah. suppose I'd, I'd not looked maybe 10 miles either side of it um yeah. you need to go off to accommodation yeah. where traditionally you would have to buy a country another country another country yeah. they'll actually yeah, say well they'll, here's they'll two or three countries linked custom. together with that yeah. there don't they yeah yeah so, or or you can sort of get them to produce mapping for you know like a you pick a spot for the central spot and mm -hmm. then they'll do you know sort of like an, an area coverage around this particular spot and it is it's good yeah yeah very good so it's not all i mean quite a bit of it is open street mapping but also a lot of it is say is the original mapping yeah. product map products of the country involved yeah. that you're going that you want and it's good yeah okay. there's no two ways about it they've got a really good library of mapping there yeah uh, to buy which yeah. print to find out more about SatMap Active 20 GPS unit and the various mapping that comes with, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on GPS Store on the top menu, and on the left-hand side, you'll see SatMap GPS Units. The next thing on this month's podcast is Ian's FAQs, the questions he's been asked while both delivering courses or in the support role, which we get which we give to our customers at no extra cost when you buy a GPS unit from GPS Training. So, Ian, Ian's FAQs, what are we going to do there? So, Garmin, 
Does the GPS right. alert me when I am off course? Um, recently on my la on last weekend, John, and so we sort of like had a discussion about this, and the answer is uh, for handheld GPSs, no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. That is the that's my short answer. Um, uh, but the Phoenix watches yeah. uh, do. So if you're walking a course, rather than we don't have routes on watches courses, uh, same same difference. Uh, so on a watch, uh, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it probably in the last podcast. You mentioned it the last podcast. Um, yeah, so the watches are really good because uh, you get a vibration mm -hmm. uh, on the on on your wrist. We can set it up to vibrate anyway to alert you that you're walking off course. Sometimes you'll need to, uh, but for the handhelds, no, you don't get a off course sound or vibration or mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. So, but there are sort of there are sort of ways around it, um, de depending how how um, bothered you are about it. Really, I mean the the first and the most obvious one is just looking at the map screen. Uh, yeah, that, that's the that's the biggest clue. If mm -hmm. you uh, you know there are lots of other clues you can use uh, if you're walking route, uh, your distance to the next waypoint. I say to my guys, if you're walking. If the distance next waypoint, the distance is going down, then you know you're walking in the right direction. I understand and appreciate sometimes we will have to take detours mm -hmm. or may have to go away from a point to get back for whatever reason. Or yes, then obviously the distance will say as it is all but slightly. But essentially, when you're walking the right direction, it goes down. Mm -hmm. And um, again, of course, well, again, you're going to stick to the footpath at the end of the day, aren't yes, you? That's right. uh, yeah. So even if your GPS is telling you that you're off course well does it really matter i don't think it does because mm -hmm. i'm going to stick to a footpath mm -hmm. uh generally mm -hmm. um so so but the, the, the map is the first clue you can also on the compass screen you can set up uh so rather than having the traditional uh compass uh sort of like rows and arrow uh there is a um you can set the pointer in the settings of the compass to in the heading setup uh the um, uh, pointer to what's called the course or the off course right, uh, pointer, okay. and basically, so it's it, it's like the com traditional compass arrow. Um, however, it sort of like gives you if you're walking off course, um, the 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 tail of the arrow starts breaking up, All and, right, and and then so it's not straight. So it, it again, so you've got a, a visual representation that you're off course. You've also got um within that within the compass um what you can see on the compass rows uh it'll tell you how much you're off course by right. so but actually i find it quite uh, I, I like to keep things simple yeah. when i'm out and i just find this arrow breaking up the whole time personally uh it's just a little uh it's mm. a little Do you know it's uh, funny because much to it's not as simple as actually you look down at your screen and you see your arrows pointing 180 degrees in the wrong direction. You kind of go, I've missed my yeah. turning, haven't you? Yeah, really? exactly. Yeah, I know. I've been cycling and and you know, on a long distance cycle routes, and actually I kind of I'm, I'm glancing. I'm totally enjoying myself. I look down and my arrows point in the wrong direction. I kind of think I've missed a junction. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. So there are lots of other clues, aren't there, at the end of the day that you. Going in the wrong direction, and I think as as you say there is that when I'm teaching the guys to navigate on the courses, I always say keep swapping between your compass page and your map page. You know, like as you come into more an urban environment, there's more paths. If you jump onto your map page, you can see your maps. Oh, I'm going to turn left up here. If you if you can say 
it, it's you, you're walking in a straight line for the next you no know, half a mile on your compass page you've got information will count you down to that next waypoint or the next turn mm-hmm. won't it which is yeah, uh, yeah, just jump yeah. between there and, and don't don't just follow the arrow just kind of understand on that map page as you rightly say you're just looking at the map you can understand exactly where you are yeah. in in, yeah. in the route that you're doing right. isn't it and and then um yeah and, and, and another thing that you can on a handheld uh you can change a, a data field yes. turn off and it gives you uh the, there is a data field called off course and so it will tell you how much you're off course by but again i i just think that it's just they're just better uh, it's sort of a bit of inf- I've, n- I've never used it in my life to be honest with you john because mm-hmm. it doesn't really worry me yeah. i mean i i understand because uh one of the questions i think i had in the last week was from an ultramarathon runner mm-hmm. but of course yes it is really mm-hmm. important to know mm-hmm. exactly how far on or off course you are and mm-hmm. i and i totally get that um but if you if you're taking your handheld out for a walk uh it, it just doesn't you know yeah. it's, it's not going to matter that that, cool. that much but um so yeah i mean it depends what your activity is i think yeah so to summarize then um does your gps alert you when you're off course if we're wearing a watch as he was saying phoenix five six well, i think all phoenix watches when you go off the course you will get an, a vibrate a vibration on on the watch we're actually we're meeting the peak district um later on this month you know we're going to do one of the videos yeah. we're going to do is the navigation experience of a gps watch so hopefully we'll have a video yeah. next month's podcast showing you that experience as in just sold us there we can change the compass screen we can go to setup go to line pointers and we can set it to course cdi uh, which means that the arrow will actually break up at the, the tail end of the arrow if you're going off course you can set up a data field on that compass page as well and there's one called off course um or the most simplest way is actually just looking on your map page understanding what you're seeing and then you can see yourself going off course there so that's your Garmin uh, GPS uh, top tip for this month. Now, Garmin Basecamp top tip, Ian, is all about measuring the length of your route before you split it, isn't it? Yes, yes. It, unbelievably, John, I've had quite a lot of people recently, I've come across a lot of people, both on courses and on the um, technical support, doing lots of long-distance mm-hmm. walks this mm-hmm. year. And I think the biggest question is okay so i know that i've got i've got the route i've got the whole route but i need to now split it up into manageable sections every yeah. day mm-hmm. um which is well we know what you people are going to do anyway or they should be doing anyway rather than just well if the old thing if the route's got more than 250 waypoints it's not going to work anyway is exactly it right, so, yeah. <laughs> so so basically so rather than people sort of try and guess and work out exactly um where they should split the route um there's a little icon uh for windows and for mac in base camp so it's like a little ruler and it's called measure i think i'm sure that's what it's called and literally when you click on that little icon uh you can click along your route uh that you you know and it will give you how far the total length that you've clicked along is right and i think that's a really useful little tool to have because then it's very simple from that to, to split the walk uh the the complete route um at a point that you want to exactly. finish for your day so you, you can measure how far you're going to walk that day and split yeah. it so actually as yeah. you if you come across that village where you potentially can stay actually it's now 12 miles i split it here or it is yeah. still three miles yeah, i need to carry on a bit, a bit more and it's, and it's and it's a good quick quick way of um knowing exactly how long the 
the the section for the day is going to be brilliant so we get this on going basically by going view toolbars and map tools and then we get that little and then it appears as one of the map tools fantastic brilliant one that's a good one okay sat map top tip um battery so we talked about batteries before on mobile phones batteries on um sat map active yeah. 20s and 10 12s or just no, no, this is the this is the, the 20s i've had a few people sort of like say re, you know discuss with me why you know ask why their batteries um being discharging uh quite quickly for the for the size of the battery mm-hmm. um and we've cured it i think most times by just a software update right the whatever it is uh the software the software update which i know we've talked about many times for sat maps um i like doing it through sat sync because i use it as a wired connection you can do it over wi-fi if you want to my wi-fi is not that great at home at home but uh yeah the a, a lot of the battery discharging problems seems to have been cured by just uh doing software update what we've also touched on earlier on when you're up on the on your walk between christmas and new year temperature outside temperature will affect battery life but that will affect battery life for all the gps's that does you know it's not just uh particular sat maps it, it's it's particular what well, you know it's for all gps's mm-hmm. for people to be aware at this time of year the cold will cause batteries to discharge uh slightly quicker but also um i know you put some there, you know i just i just first time i read the uh, the notes from the uh, the podcast you put down um john why do we put the recommended settings to three minutes i yeah. get all of mine set mine to 30 seconds as three minutes is a lot of battery life terms they are will answer this live that's my question i'll tell you why why that originally came about is when the satmap active 20 first came out it's got this fantastic hd screen and i went walking with it quite a lot and the screen is fantastic on a dull overcast day. But when it was a bright sunny day, I actually struggled to see that screen. It's not got the same screen technology a Garmin did. Now, my solution to that was to leave the backlight on for three minutes, e.g. the time is going to take me to you know understand where I am. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's yeah. the reason. Because I know Andy at the time was working, and, and I, I came and said, I love that sat map, but... I'm, where a Garmin looks in a sunny day, it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Bright screen. The better yeah. the sun gets, the better it gets. The sat map looks fantastic indoors. It looks nice on a dull day, but on a bright sunny day, you sometimes and there's nothing like sometimes you can just turn your back to the sun, shade it, and then you can see it. Now I find by keeping that backlight on, we go back to our smartphone technology. The screen looks better with that backlight on on the smartphone. So that's why we did it for that three minutes. Um, I'm happy for us to change that, Ian. If you think that's incorrect, you see, well, this is the, your better judgment. Well, I think the thing is, John. Also, you've got the little back backlight boost facility, mm-hmm. which I can't remember whether it was even on. I'm sure it was on the initially mm-hmm. um, with the Active Twenties, but I just feel that again, sort of like three minutes. That, that's a, it's a because I think the temptation is people like to see quite a bright screen. The brighter mm-hmm. the screen is, the more battery life is exactly. used, battery power is used. Mm-hmm. So my answer is uh, have it thirty seconds. You know where you are. You're the blue circle, yeah. and I, I, I just on the courses I just get people to set it to thirty seconds. People will work out for themselves how long. I think fifteen seconds, like the fifteen seconds, regardless of make of GPS, is far too short. Yeah, uh, and whereas, thirty seconds on both Garmin and the sat map is kind of the correct time, isn't it? In thirty yeah, seconds, you can work out where you are. You can work you? out where you are, um, and 
because it's also I think the other thing is that because the active 20s because they're touchscreen you only have to tap the screen yeah. and you'll just reactivate the screen anyway mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it, it's it it's no big deal um so, so I just sort of think you know there we are sort of like telling people all about batteries and how why they're discharging but one of the but you've also got like the little backlight boost that you can mm -hmm. use and you can set the backlight boost to a very short period of time you don't need it for again a lot of time but that's mm -hmm. all within the, the, mm -hmm. the settings uh, and and uh, yeah so the you know so the settings for the power control and advanced power control settings in the uh in the active 20 i i just yeah do them as we recommend but I, every course i run i think well, everyone says, "Oh, but it says here three minutes, John." Ian, and I'm thinking, "Well, I'll just say, just ignore, just ignore that. <laughs> just ignore it." Those up north know nothing, you know. <laughs> we just, we just, just, we just yeah, use the gloom just, and the doom I'll, of up north, you know. It's I'll, dark, it's miserable. I'll just, I'll just deliver the course how I want to. Forget about company, whatever. <laughs> Forget about the company policy. Just ignore Absolutely. anything that's produced up here, you know. But I think, though, John, a lot of these things, a lot of these things, apart from. I know we have, you know, it, we're going off grid a bit here, but there are a few critical settings, for, regardless of the GPS, that have to be done. The rest of it, it it's personal experience, mm -hmm. personal activities, how long people are out for, and personal preference, mm -hmm. isn't it? And there is no right or wrong answer at the end of the day. I think even just looking at, if we have the setup sheets in the online resource, if people don't know, if you come on a course, we give you a setup sheet for any GPS unit, we're talking sat maps, it can go back to GOMS. I think it's just understanding what those settings are, just looking through. Yeah. And once you understand that actually, we talk about satellite systems already, we talk about battle light, and these are the key things. When you start looking down, you go, actually, oh, I can alter how long my battery life is. I can choose which satellites I wanted to log on to. I can choose it to give me a British national grid or last long or Indian, whatever grid it is, <laughs> some yeah. of them are. Yeah. It's just that so you can understand that. You don't don't get overwhelmed by it, but you just see, actually, this is it's got flexibility to is isn't it? Every GPS yeah. unit does, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and again, if your battery life is poor and you've got to set on a bat light always on, that's the reason why. That's going to be it? the answer probably, isn't More it? Could, well, it could be one of the answers anyway. So, so That's so, brilliant. Yeah. So that's your sat map. Any other... Sat map things you want to add to that, Ian, or we can cover the subject? No, I think that's probably the one for the for this month, John. And I'm sure, um, well, it won't be. Uh, so when's our next recording that we're going to be doing? Towards the end of March, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is going to be. Yeah. So, so by that stage, you would have would have done another sat map course together. We've done another sat map and course in I'm going to go yeah. be mentored by Ian in Northamptonshire. Uh, <laughs> pass on all his wisdom, cascade it down to me. So you've got quite a few bookings already for your April course, which I've will be uh... cool. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. So don't forget, Good. we have lots of tip tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS training online resource. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on online resource in the top menu bar, and then you just log in. Select the units you want from that, and you'll find that in each of the units, that map or Garmin, each of those will have top tips relating to your GPS unit. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you would like to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. 
please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take time to look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our live webinars. Just please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS training courses. If you get the opportunity, please do tell a friend about the GPS training podcast and about the GPS training and encourage them to subscribe to whichever podcast platform they are using. And if you can, please do give us a five-star rating on iTunes or on the Google Podcast for uh, Android users. And if you do get the opportunity to leave us a review, we really appreciate it. If you can leave us a really good snazzy review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, we really appreciate it. helps us rank up those uh, ratings. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thank you very much, John. It's been Good informative. We're going to have lots of content ready for next month because we're going to go yes. a day f- uh, recording, so we're going to have some yeah. nice new guests on and things. Which yes, very good. good. It's going to be very good. So, whatever you get you get up to over the coming months, I hope you get plenty of, plenty of miles under your belt. And thanks again, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.